0: drive-in church shut down by the city, Texas plans to reopen their economy, California has a COVID-19 outbreak, and AOC does drag queen live streams. We're gonna get into all this and more. Welcome to America the Podcast. I'm your host Joey Saladino. We're gonna get into everything going on in America today. Let's get into this. Texas governor plans to reopen the economy by next week or at least starting to. So, uh, breaking Texas governor plans to sign an executive order next week to reopen the state's economy. I personally knew that Texas was going to be the first to do this, and hopefully this does start a chain reaction into uh, other states or cities doing the same exact thing. So, we're going to read the the full thing. So, Austin, Texas governor, on Friday said he'll soon unveil a strategy for reopening the Texas economy. Restoring livelihoods is important and must be done safely, he said, as layoffs mount and business teeter— Teeter, many Texans are eager for some relaxation of orders requiring isolation and stay physical, a uh, physical apart as much as possible. Now, let's see, Texas, COVID-19, Texas, I think only at the time, uh, has a, a couple hundred, yeah, 226 COVID deaths in Texas. Now, Texas is a big place. Let's see population of texas is 30 million so out of 30 million 226 died from covid uh who knows how they're counting them they might be counting those deaths a little bit more honestly than than some other states i, I would assume this is probably a more honest number than a number we'll be getting out of somewhere like new york uh but i don't know if the way we're counting is is uh by standards at a federal level or if all these states and cities are counting at their own discretion, which is very important because the, the counting rate is, is, is very skewed and off. But obviously, Texas is a place that's a, more of a low-risk place because their climate, they're not as dense as, this, as New York City. So the, the risk factor is a lot lower there, and it seems to be an, a non-issue. And good for the governor actually realizing this is a non-issue. Um, the the model's a junk and useless. And there doesn't seem to be an issue. We're not going to keep shooting our economy in the foot because of these bad projection models, because of fear, because of an imaginary—it's almost imaginary—an imaginary fear, at least for Texas at this this current moment in time. So this also—I know we want to get back into the workforce. He said, but we have to articulate. So uh, also the strategy. So yeah, I think he's going to come up with a strategy. They're probably going to. Uh, slowly come off of the, the lockdown orders, which I think every state should be doing slowly coming off the lockdown orders, but we're seeing some states actually beef up their lockdown orders, even after, uh, there is no issue in, in those states, and it seems like the only issue coming out of those states are the civil rights violations or the human rights violations or the constitutional rights violations. Those seems like the only problem in most of these states and cities, to be honest with you. Doesn't, uh, COVID doesn't seem to be existent there. People's rights are being stripped away, and watch this pastor get his rights suspended for having a drive-in church service.
1: Church service. It is, y'all. All po- we, they, they, they heard through the grapevine we're having service at 6:30, and there's more police cars at a church service. Yes, this is King James Bible Church, where Pastor Hamilton, where I'm the pastor of the church at. I'm a good citizen. Ain't breaking no law, ain't selling no drugs. I'm just preaching the word of God. And look at all these police cars here. I mean, our service don't start 6 6:30. This is America private property of a church. Look at this y'all. It's more, it's more police pulling up. They ain't done. Yes, sir. I got, I got, I got a letter from my lawyer too. You want, you want, you want to read my letter from my lawyer? Okay, I'm good. I don't need, I got that. I know, I know about it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if there is we're going, to, we're going to get tickets. We'll Yes, sir. Okay, I'd so yes. like to give you a formal warning. Yes, sir. And we'll allow the, if you do have members come, we will but, allow them to leave before they're cited. Yes, sir. So if they decide not to is when they will be. Dismissed. Yes, sir. Hey, I respect I I hey love authority. When well, you get a, uh, an hey, order from right. the government. Yeah. Your right are suspended. No, the government, yeah. our right don't come from authority. It comes from the Bible. So the authority does not have the, the right over the, the Constitution. we talking about the Constitutional Law, the First Second Amendment, the U.S. Constitution that was given to us by our forefathers. Pre- Tate Reed can't give, take it away, Mer- Eric Simmons can't take it away, nor the police officer. It, can it can't. Not a military, military. He just said that his rights have been suspended. No, you can't. Hey, look at this, y'all. I'm a good citizen here. I don't sell drugs. Look at the police. I'm, i ain't, at least I'm as a pastor. I got police officers here, y'all. Like I'm committing, like I'm robbing or I can kill somebody. This what you. They don't have this when a murder is in Greenville, y'all. See now, this is the thing that worries me,
0: is I never thought that police officers would actually ever do this thing. Because obviously we know these orders are coming from the top. It's probably come from the governor down to the city level, down to the police districts. I never thought I would see the day where the police would actually start to enforce this type of tyranny. It happens it's it's gonna happen. I, I was always more confident in the fact that police officers at the ground level would say no, we're not going to enforce this this ridiculous stuff. I guess they want to keep their jobs or who knows Maybe I, I support the police, but who knows maybe these guys are a bunch of bullies. Somebody in the comments says I'm from around that area. The police act like they're they're big bullies. Whatever that's someone said. That. That's just someone in the comments. Who knows? But that is very scary because yeah. Also in Kentucky, they will be recording the license plates of the people who show up to any mass gatherings, and the government will then go to their house and force them into a 14-day quarantine it's looking these democratic cities are looking more and more like china every single day to avoid civil unrest trump must punish these state and city officials for violating the constitutional rights that is the only way that we're going to avoid this civil unrest if trump appoints somebody of the department of justice or from the federal level down Needs to say, what you're doing is breaking the Constitution. These lockdowns are being taken way too far. People can't even get in their own cars and drive to a service and stay in their own cars. That does not put the public health at risk at all. And if, even if it does you do your you go to the church service at your own risk that is your freedom of will that is your freedom of choice to go to that church service and take that 0.001% chance risk of even catching the virus that is a personal choice constitutional choice what these local governments are doing is they're going mad with power Who knows if it's mad with power and corruption or they're actually believing these ridiculous doomsday models that keep on getting proven wrong time and time again. I don't know. It's probably a mix of both. So up on screen, I have a perfectly choreographed dance by hospital staff. Now, this is the problem because the narrative in the mainstream media is that these hospitals are overflowed and overrunning and there's people pouring out the gates. And the problem is that people aren't getting the health care that they need because these hospitals are overflowing. Well, up on screen, I have video of an ICU staff in, let me see where this is, in Sandra Lee Hospital in Virginia. Um, there, it says they're taking dance breaks um, because of their stress and their dancing. But this is an ICU unit. And it's taking the time to do dances and have fun and make little quirky TikToks. That's good and fun. Go have fun. Do what you want on your downtime. You know, there's if if you can do such, if if you have the time to do. Now these aren't just little dances. These are fully choreographed dances with actual moves and dances and people working together. It's not just those 10 seconds of your break time, you're making a quick dance. I mean, you're actually doing a fully choreographed dance. That's that's the difference between just doing a little dance and doing a fully choreographed dance. But if they have the time to do so, go ahead, do it. But the thing is, the media is—because no, I, I, my, my issue is I don't have any problem with those people who are doing the dance. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But the thing is the media is trying to build up this narrative that these hospitals are overflowing and it's just like Italy and there's people that are going to have to be moved to the streets because we don't have the resources and— these hospital staffers and ICU units are breaking down crying because there's not enough ventilators to go around and people are going to die and there's going to be death consoles that are going to pick who gets the ventilators and who doesn't or high risk patients aren't going to be getting ventilators for somebody else who uh, is more likely to live and there's going to be the, the. That's not happening. That's not happening at all. Don't tell me that the hospitals are being overrun when I keep seeing videos of fully choreographed dances by the hospital ICU staff. Don't try to tell me this BS narrative when I'm seeing it's not true. Yes, there are a couple hospitals in New York City that are busy. But they're not overflowing to the point where they actually can't take care of the patients. Yes, a hospital on any given day, I'm sure, is very stressful and busy. But don't act like this current crisis needed this big lockdown situation when we can easily just, if if expanded, hospital resources like we did. We did that in Seattle. We expanded hospital resources, and guess what? None of it was needed. The same thing with New York City. Almost none of it, almost none of it was needed at all. So don't believe these BS narratives. Well, the Republicans and Trump are out there trying to save lives. AOC is doing drag queen story time on Instagram live stream. So I'm going to play the clip for you.
1: Right. Oh. Really? Why? Like, I have a theory that everybody can sing.
0: Until you hear some of us out here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely cannot. Okay, so. We're gonna I need you to sing before the end of the broadcast. How about that? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's how. That's going to be a national scandal right there. Okay, so, so I think one of the things that we're doing is that we're going to. Pin, the
0: pinned comment to the top of this live stream says, "Welcome to our drag race watch party. Turn on the episode and watch us as we discuss LGBT plus advocacy in New York uh, 14." Take a break. We're going to switch right. over during the commercial um, to Sage um, Rivera from destination tomorrow to talk I mean that's that's the extent of the clip But as the, I mean, she's so cute. She's so wild and zany. She's so down to earth. This is a freaking politician that is literally proposing bills that will reshape the entire country. I'm sorry that I want to hold you to a higher standard. Sorry, I don't want you acting like a little giddy kid with doing drag queen story time on freaking Instagram live stream. When you're advocating for a $10 trillion year policy for your Green New Deal. I'm sorry, but you're a kid. You're a kid. You're an ex-bartender. You're an ex-bartender who is making a living off of tips. And then you took a casting call audition, and then some organization literally got you into office. And now you're you're proposing these trillion-dollar policies, and then you're going off being a, a dumb kid again. I get it. She's relatable. She's so relatable. You know who she's relatable for? Stupid kids that just don't know any better, that are just virtue signaling, that just don't know nothing about politics. Those are the people who support AOC. People who know nothing about politics. Sure, she's a very good personality. She's very, I guess, likable in her demographic. She comes off very friendly in her demographic. But she's not a politician. She's not a a thinker. She doesn't have any sense of independent thought. She's not a thinker of a generation or one of those people. Like, it's ridiculous. It's actually ridiculous. We're in the midst of this crisis, and it's not... When I refer to crisis, I'm not referring it so much as the virus itself is the crisis. I mean that obviously it is an issue, but I'm talking about more about the economic crisis, the reaction to a crisis creating another crisis. We're in the middle of this massive crisis that can destroy the the country, and this is this is what AOC is doing. Drag queen story time. You're an elected congresswoman voting on bills that affect us all in our everyday lives. Not drag race watch party. Oh, that's what we're going to do. A drag race watch party with my drag queen friend. That's what they're doing. That's what she's doing. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. California politicians said doomsday from COVID-19 was imminent and they were wrong. Now, as time passed, we see that they were wrong. So this is one quote from the L.A. mayor. The L.A. mayor said, based on all the projections, with lockdowns, in one to two weeks, we will not be doing fine. I'm paraphrasing using the same terminology that he said. He said we'll not be doing fine and we'll have big COVID-19 deaths. Originally, he said we're going to look like... New York City. So, he was saying in one, two weeks, we're going to have this massive death, this massive issue. He said this almost four weeks ago. It's triple the time where the time span from what he said was going to happen. And LA is literally doing perfectly fine when it comes to COVID. California State, the entire state has 541 deaths. LA, Los Angeles County has 265 that is it 8.8 thousand confirmed cases it's a non-issue i thought we were going to be seeing death by the thousands by now based on what he said i mean obviously i didn't think that i knew he was full of shit then governor Newsom said that 56 percent of californians are expected to be infected with coronavirus over an eight-week period I said, I called BS. The infection rate from the cruises that were docked weren't even that high, and they were literally trapped in a box. He said this on March 19th, and I said that on March 19th. It's almost a month later. And guess what? Confirmed infected, 19.4 thousand. A far cry from the 56%, which would have been, let's see, Cali population, which would have been half of 40 million. So it would have been 20 million people infected. Now, when I was first reading that, he said 56% will be infected. I was saying, I was thinking to myself, this, this was obviously based on the projections that 5% of the people who get it are going to die. That's what prompted uh, the massive lockdown on his account. But I read it, I'm like, if it does infect 56, 56% of the population, at that rate— With that high infection, if that was going to happen, we're probably going to see a death rate comparable to the flu. And apparently, that is somewhat correct. Where there is belief now from some studying that parts of California might actually have herd immunity at this point because of the infection over time. And it just really hasn't been a mass death type plague. So that that is a possibility. So maybe he's right in some sense that there there has been a massive spread, but it has been a non-issue. I mean, only twenty thousand people are are confirmed. Less when he was trying to fearmonger with his fifty-six percent, twenty million people. That's a massive fearmonger. Also, some more projections that 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 were a big sham. Experts said that New York would need one hundred and forty thousand hospital beds at the peak of coronavirus. I believe that was after the lockdowns. New York actually only needed eighteen point five thousand, so about um, one tenth, maybe one eighth. I don't. I don't know the math of what was projected to be needed was actually needed, and it is time to stop basing massive public policy based on these projection models now i'm seeing a lot of people strangely enough a lot of people on the right try to make excuses for these projection models and the excuses that they're making is oh these are just projections they're just supposed to show the worst case scenario okay um let me show you the worst case scenario for the flu um everybody dies Yep, 100%. 100% infection rate, 100% death rate. That's the worst case scenario for the seasonal flu. Is it grounded in reality? No, of course not. You can't give these projection models that are not grounded in reality. When you say 2.2 million are going to die, and then a month later the the projections get lowered to 60,000, I'm sorry, but that 2.2 million number is not grounded in any sense of reality. If you're going to... I get... That projection models are just projections. They're gonna be wrong. Give us a range. I'll give you. I'll give and take. You know, 20 percent uh, um, margin of error. I'll give you a list of margin of error. But when your margin of error is nearly is over ninety percent, your margin of error is over ninety percent. I'm sorry, but whatever you gave me, I could have gave a graph to a kid and they would have scribbled on a piece of paper and even that would have been more accurate than those projection models. And we based economic ending world policy on those models. So I'm sorry. Any model that comes to this table right now that has anything to do with those previous models, I I am crumbling it up and I'm throwing out even though that this the 60,000 projection number now I even don't believe that. Honestly, I honestly think it might be a little bit more than 60,000. And I'm the one that said that these projection models are shit and they're overrepresenting. I think that now they're all underrepresenting. <laughs> but we'll see how that plays out. It could be 60,000. It could be a little bit more. I could, I could have sworn I heard the, the, the range is actually, the range is like from like 30,000 to like 150,000, that's the range. So we'll, I mean, obviously there's all riding on how New York City does and how New York City handles it since I think 40% of the, uh, the, of the country's COVID statistics are coming from New York City. So once that's over, it's over for the country. Each city is different. You can't compare New York City to Los Angeles. The temperature is different. The the way people behave and act is different. The demographics are different. The the air quality is different. The mass public transportation is different. The density, the population density is different. You can't compare Los Angeles and New York City for that's what's going to happen there. You can't compare Orlando to Los Angeles. You can't compare Houston, Texas to New York City. There's different variables and factors in all of these cities that affect how this virus spreads and how effective it it is when it does spread. So for a random place in the middle of America with a population of 250 people, they got to close their stores down because New York City is dealing with an issue. I'm sorry. But just because New York City is dealing with something which, by the way, isn't as bad as as projected at all and could have been handled with literally one of those hospital boats, you could have left the economy open and it would have done the job. But because they're facing some sort of an issue, your town, your town, I'm talking to you if you're not in New York, your town needs to be shut down because of an issue going on over there. That's. The ridiculous part thank you guys so much for listening to america the podcast please rate five stars if you can please subscribe if you're not send this to a friend and you can also text me 917-540-8768 ask me some questions and i might put you in the mailbag thank you for listening and have a nice day you could you can stop listening now the show's over go away